we are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE Now. I am Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have Mike Roberts. And today, again, another social distancing episode. Mike, I'm starting to get a little bit too used to this, man. This is getting a little bit too used to seeing you through a computer. You know what I'm saying? Well, we actually got to see each other in the flesh for once today. It's been since a hundred and five, six days, and uh, we saw saw each other at the uh, retirement party for a couple of our colleagues. So that was that was pretty cool to get to see you. Yep, yep. Hey, hey, look, hey man, you still looking well, man. Still got two hands, two feet, two legs, two arms. Everything's working out for you, well, man. So glad to see you're still doing well. Uh, of course, we got another guest for you guys to listen to and learn from here today on Henrico CTE. Now, but before we oh, get we to the, them, so, we got social media and all that fun stuff. We just walk right past it. No, no, no. I'm getting, I'm getting to it. I'm working up oh. to it, Mike. I'm working up to it. But first. <laughs> First, we got to remind you to check us out on social media. Mike, trying to keep me sharp, guys. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Uh, please hit that follow button, subscribe, whatever you're supposed to do on whatever social platform uh, to stay up to date on what we got going on. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. Our podcast host is anchor.com, and you can also find us on uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, and many, many of your major and minor podcast venues. All right. So wherever you want to listen, however you want to listen, we have you covered. All right. Now, without, and like and subscribe. Oh, like and subscribe. Yes, please subscribe, like, and turn that notification bell on. Again, a lot of the platforms are different, but however it works, like, subscribe to us uh, so you can get a notification every single time our new podcast drops. Okay? Won't miss an episode. Don't miss an episode, guys. We got good information about career and technical education uh, coming to you every other week. All right? So... Uh, without further ado, going to get to our guest here. I'm going to have her introduce herself. She is from the Home Building Association of Richmond. You may have heard of them. Um, I call them HBAR because it's HBAR.org, and I think that's a pretty cool acronym, by the way, I might add. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to give it to her, give her the floor real quick. Just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do with HBAR or the Home Building Association of Richmond. And you're right, that's what we call it, HBAR, <laughs> so you're spot on. Um, I'm, yes, Dana, I'm the CEO of the Home Building Association of Richmond. So we are a trade association uh, comprised of about 500 businesses, just over 500, that are exclusively in the residential construction business. So that is land developers, uh, builders and then all of the trades and services that go into supporting the construction and maintenance and renovation of a home. Um, and homes are single family, they're multifamily, so townhomes, condos, uh, quads. Um, and so whatever is a home that you live in, that is what we build. Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. And of course, us being a career and technical education program or CTE program, uh, we want to send some students your way one day. <laughs> <laughs> nice, like <it. laughs> So, uh, so how long how long have you been involved with the home building Home Builders Association of Richmond or HBAR? Um, I have been working for them for exactly three years. I started three years ago um, last week, 
and I was uh, working with them distantly for a few years prior to that in my former capacity at the Chamber of Commerce. Um, but I've always admired the home building uh, industry because they're really hard workers. They're just great people. Um, and it seems like they have a lot of fun actually building communities and building homes. So it, it was always on my, um, you know, idea is the perfect sort of job for me. Yep, yep. So, you know, you got to have a house. You got to have a place to stay. Yes. got to have a roof over your head. So that's one of those uh, essential areas you know we hear essential workers essential areas especially in today's climate but you know home building is certainly one of those things that uh is essential did you have any cte uh uh did you have a cte background maybe like take any cte classes when you were in high school um so i don't personally have cte backgrounds but we do have members who do so i am more um in the area of uh education so educating local governments as to how we can make housing more affordable and be sure that the costs don't increase so i'm not physically on the job building these homes but i do work with all the guys who do right i was i was asking if you had any maybe taking like a cte course maybe in high school or anything like that that's you know marketing or marketing oh yeah yeah i definitely did those yes yes all right. That would fall under us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. so yes. The short answer is yes. The short answer is yes. Okay. So how long has HBAR been around as a whole? And uh, what can you go a little bit more in depth? Um, in, your, in your introduction, you did kind of give us an idea of what they do. But can you go a little bit more in depth as to sure. what they do? So HBAR was founded in 1946. So it has a long legacy of work. And it was really founded for advocacy, and that is, if you think about it, there's no one, no single entity that is thinking about day in and day out the cost of housing. And it is very quick for uh, local governments to just sort of pass on uh, increased costs to ultimately the buyer, because of course that is, is what you're doing. You're manufacturing any kind of product all those costs that adds up, that ends up being uh, translated into the final price point of the product, whether it's a widget or if it is a car or whatever it is. The same thing goes for a house. So back in 1946, a group of builders and developers decided that they wanted to have a cohesive um, group of representation that was bigger than just their single businesses. Um, and so that advocacy piece, just informing legislators, informing staffs and local governments, informing constituencies is really the, uh, the foundation of what it is that we do. Um, so even uh, that would be relevant, for example, today. So when uh, Virginia was going into uh, stay-at-home orders and uh, the government was trying to determine what is essential, what is not essential, housing was able to still continue constructing throughout that time, albeit a little uh, differently than we were used to because we did have to deploy social distancing measures, um, sanitary measures, uh, everything that you would have to find, you know, at the parameters at your local grocery stores, they had to apply to the construction site. But um, that probably would not happen without education from the industry to the government as to 
what we can and cannot do. Um, and that's why we exist, is to be that channel of communication. Absolutely, absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful. And uh, you guys certainly have been supportive of uh, career technical education. So why does HBAR think it is important to invest in their local CTE programs? Yeah. Well, first we can start at a bigger picture. So looking at the state of Virginia, um, the residential construction industry is in the top 10 largest private sector economic generators. So you're talking about the largest generator of jobs. You're talking about the greatest um, amount of input and output from a resource standpoint. So it's really important to the economy, not just the people living in the homes, that the home building industry um, is strong. So you can't have a strong industry without having a, a workforce. And, and what happened is in the 2008 recession, you saw a lot of folks step away from the industry. Um, they, many of them lost their jobs. It cut about 50% of the workforce in half overnight. And what we've seen is they haven't returned to those jobs. Now, what is so different this time around is that the housing uh, industry is really seen as being one of the factors for a rapid recovery out of this um, new health crisis. So it's, it's vastly different from the most recent experience that is on everyone's minds. And really we see a sustainable um, you know, job sector for the long-term foreseeable future. So I'll give you an idea of that. We had a, a consultant look at the inventory of lots available in one of our markets. So this is south of you all, but Chesterfield County is the largest growth market um, just from a sheer uh, looking at single family home production. And between now and 2025, they need 11,000 lots developed. Oh, wow. 11,000 lots, like think about that. Wow. That's a ton of lots. So we've got demand out there, but the demand cannot keep, the, the pace of production can't keep up with the demand because there's just simply not enough people to get the work done. So it's really important that we have a great working relationship with the CTE program to ensure that we're letting you all know what kind of jobs are out there. Um, and then also being a connector between you know, the students and the employers. All right. So, I mean, how do you see us? Um, obviously, you know, we're, we are a career and technical education program. We offer uh, a whole bunch of things that I think you guys are really, really interested in, especially from the trades point of view. So um, how do you think we can better promote uh, the importance of career and technical education in general and, uh, you know, get kids really excited about taking some of these courses? Yeah. And, and so much of it is just a change in perception, which we always talk about. So. Um, you know, you'll know many folks who go to college and then uh, don't have a really good paying job out of that investment. And then they're not only, you know, not making much of an income, but they're also swimming in debt. Absolutely. So there are so many job opportunities with a CTE program where you can have little to no debt. I mean, you could go into a certification program, it's 2,500, oftentimes that can be paid uh, for you out of a variety of resources, um, and then be entering into a field where you're making you know, more than someone who's uh, going to a four-year institution. So it's just, a, you know, it's, it's contrary to what people initially think, but it is the reality that there are high-paying jobs 
with great benefits and great career paths in really any facet of the residential construction industry. You just got to know to look for the opportunities and you you got to take that chance. So, um, so much of what we do is trying to educate folks on what they can be making. You know, in masonry, you've got guys who uh, will make up to $100,000 and that shocks people. There's a lot of trades that, that people would be surprised at the um, the types of incomes that they, they can attain in a, in a, in a very in a reasonable period of time, you know, yeah. it's, I think that that's, it's a, it's a misconception that the trades, the building trades are a lower skilled, lower paid type of employment. Mm-hmm. We want to illustrate that that is, and change that misconception and it just takes some time. It's, it's a, it's a big uh, ship to turn around. So what 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 are what are some of the uh, programs that you guys have in place? I've, I've I've done a little bit of research on you guys' website, and I see uh, you actually have a tab for education on there, and uh, there we are a few do. things you can go under there. And and so so just kind of explain what kind of programs you guys have in place uh, to kind of help the students kind of map out what they want to do uh, when they leave high school. Yeah. So in in a partnership with the CTE program. We really act as a convener for businesses to then connect with the students. So uh, HBAR hosts the Student Construction Conference um, each fall. Um, now, whether that will be feasible this fall is still yeah. TBD. <laughs> um, but really, that's an opportunity to get a live demonstration with a local uh, business in the residential construction industry to see hands-on what they do um, and really to talk with them directly. And we have businesses that hire straight out of that um, experience. And so much of it though is, I have to stress, is the proactivity by the student reaching out to that business and following up. So that could be a make or break, just taking the time to be um, you know, really proactive will we'll get the job done. Um, but that student construction conference is a great way now we are an association that uh, we are not a, a, a an education association in the sense that we do not teach courses, but we do have great partnerships with like the Community College Workforce Alliance, for example, which they do courses that will get you job site ready for for day one. So we work with a lot of partners, and we've got all the hiring, uh, you know. Uh, capacity within this group of 500 businesses that is absolutely wonderful isn't it mike i mean i've been there i've actually filmed uh, uh, two of your events in my time working here with Henrico county uh filmed our students going through uh um your event where you guys have all the actual construction workers out there and letting the, some of the students actually walk through and uh, hold the drills and do some drilling lay some brick and i think that's really really important and that's certainly something we stress here at henrico cte uh letting the students have a hands hands-on approach to things and and really turning them loose and you know of course teaching them the proper way to do things but letting them get the experience as well and make some of those mistakes as well going to y'all's conference it's um with rashawn one of the things that we do with Henrico CT is we're active in trying to attract um, young women um, into our programs, and is and I've seen in some of the trade organizations where they are also um, active in uh, looking to attract young women into their programs. Uh, do y'all have any programs that y'all can about that uh, for attracting young women into the in y'all's educational programs? 
Well, using the Student Construction Conference is, is really what we do uh, to encourage everyone to participate. And what's really telling is, you know, in the last one, I was walking around with female students who were saying, I didn't realize that masonry is like an art form. And I love this. And not that they have to go into art, but they were, it really opened their eyes to the various disciplines that could be um, you know, it was different than what they imagined it would right. be. So we're constantly trying to promote, um, you know, everyone to go into these jobs. Uh, and it's, it's no longer just your traditional scene. It is, it's diverse. It is getting younger and there's great pay in the process. Yep, yep, I think that. it's funny that, it's funny that you mentioned the masonry because Rashawn knows that, yep. <laughs> that the past couple of years, two, our, two of our star students yep. were females in our masonry program, and our teacher was, huh? Is a case in point. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. So that was, I mean, and the, the teacher uh, for our masonry program, uh, Mr. Persons, he could not speak more highly of them for in both years and seeing how they just took to it and they just. I've gotten to sit there and watch them work and take photographs of them on our, uh, the students have our house building project that they, um, we have been doing for, I think we're house 19 now. Um, matter of fact, one house just went recently on the, on the market and there's another house waiting to be, as soon as the kids get back in class, for them to get back <laughs> on and be working on our next house. But it, it was, it's really, as was for me, it was really exciting to see these two young ladies um, and um, showing their skills, working on the house, showing their skills, such as at the career rodeo, um, and being and, and seeing them work and, and how well they do. And and like I said, Mr. Persons just he just loved working with them, loved teaching them. Yeah, I try. I really try to point out, especially because Mike and myself, we uh, we both help with the recruiting for our programs in the A Center. So that you know, skill trades are not a male-only sport. Skill trades, again, are not a male-only sport. Uh, there are some women uh, who have come through um, in electricity. Izzy, who just graduated yes. not too long ago, she was really, really, uh, really, really good uh, with her hands there in our electricity course. So I definitely, uh, definitely want to make sure I point out to uh, the young ladies out there that might be listening that there's a place for you here uh, inside of this industry as well. Um, and uh, Dana, I got a little bit of insider on you. Our director, Mac Baton, mentioned that you have a son. And he, he wanted me to ask you, how do you hope uh, to see CTE evolve and, and change as he grows older? What do, what do you hope to be in place from the education standpoint to help him find his path? As far as CTE, of course, you know, you have the skilled traits, but other programs that are encompassed under CTE as well. How do you hope that grows by the time your son, as your son uh, gets older? Um, that's a great question and you know he's already showing signs that he loves construction and uh, what I love is seeing the guys who are in it now talk about their experiences growing up and just having an interest in this line of work but you can't facilitate that interest until you show demonstrate right. to the kids what it looks like so my hope is that construction can be just as prominent in schools as any other uh, uh, topic within the education arena. Um, it's just as important, it's just as much of an economic contributor, and we have to do more to get that fully integrated into 
the experience of all students. Otherwise, you don't know what opportunities are out there unless you see them. So it's, you know, it's a great, you need to know math. You need to be mm -hmm. able to negotiate. You need, you need all the disciplines that are important in school, but really making sure that everyone's exposed to it. And, you know, there's some great, you were just talking about females. There's some great women who are leading uh, building firms in our region. So awesome. Trisha Smith, who runs the Shell Brothers operations. You know, you got Sarah Kellum running home places. You've got all these strong females who can really serve as role models for kids and 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 females who are who are going to be our next generation of leaders. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Mike and myself, uh, and especially Mac, when we're trying to decide who we're going to have on, we really do try to uh, make sure we get some guests on here who are uh, female as well, because you know, hearing it is one thing, but seeing it is a completely different thing as well. Seeing themselves in certain places or certain jobs certainly motivates them to try to obtain those jobs or be in those certain places. Um, so uh, you mentioned the economy there. How has ho the home building industry been uh, impacted by COVID-19 and, and how do you see it affecting the industry in the long run? Well, of course, we went into this year very strongly. Um, since 2012, we've had an upward trend in sales activity. Um, and then, of course, the health crisis came around and it really didn't hit us drastically until April. Mm. So where you were having, um, you know, a single builder might have been selling 80 homes in the Richmond region in one month. So let's say that was in uh, March. In April, that cut by 60% on average. So your productivity went down. We had a number of builders who had zero sales. So it was almost at a standstill for many, at best, a 60% drop in, in production. Um, so we were concerned. Uh, however, that has completely turned around at this point, and June is actually proving to be the best month that we've seen in the last 18 months in terms of sales. So I think it was a short-term blip, and what economists are saying, you'll hear what the mortgage bankers are saying, um, is that the housing industry will be one of the leading factors to help us get out of this health crisis. And there's demand for housing. There is just a need for more of it. And as you know, folks are going through different uh, phases of life, they need different kinds of housing. And we've got to deliver to that growing workforce. So we have to anticipate that we are coming out of this strongly. We're looking at a really great year and expecting that that's just going to continue on the rest of the trajectory over the next five years. Your industry doing well means more job opportunities, uh, hopefully for our students coming out. So what type of opportunities are available to uh, CTE students uh, in your industry? So just talk about some of the careers that are available uh, in, the, in your industry. Well, and the best thing to do is really just to get a foot in the door with an entry level job because, you know, what is, and I know everyone who's listening to this probably already knows that the builder is really not doing much of the hiring. It's the trades, it's the subcontractors who are doing all the hiring. So, uh, you know, really just working through the school, through the association to find out who is looking for what kind of work is the best way that I would suggest going about that. Also, being proactive. You know, you can just Google um, different areas of discipline. You know, there's so many plumbers out there who are in 
drastic need of help, electricians who are in great need, um, but it doesn't stop there. So on average, you're gonna have, um, you know, anywhere from 30 different trades to 60 different trades going into uh, the production of a home depending on the scope of services. So there's so many different areas to get involved in. I mean, you know, wallpaper, I mean, that's, that's trade. So, and that's an art in its own form. So it's really important just to not kind of, to, to do your homework, yeah. not just to rely on having something come to you, but really just to get on the internet and search for what is out there and make it known and, and you know, network, post your, your um, uh, resume. I mean, I've got a lot of guys who find hire through Indeed, mm-hmm. you know, so online sites, those are great resources. Right, so the opportunities out there, you just got to go get them, and you, you just got to find it. Got to right. find them; they're out there. Find me. You got to go get them. Got to be proactive. What are the well, keywords here? Yeah, I think that the um, the the CT programs at the high school level are, are is, a, is a great way for someone to get an early start at that. I mean, you know, what we are all about is getting students exposed to the different trades. Um, you know, we're still where where CT has changed a lot over time. That is the one; those the the, the core skilled trades are the ones that we've never left. You know, we've always had them, um, and I think that that is would be the first place that they could go to to find out for more more information. Because it's not just about finding that information; it's also being able to find out an interest you may have based on that investigation talking with the teachers, meeting with us when we're doing our recruiting, and actually taking a class, getting exposed to those trades. And it could be even be as early as middle school when they're taking the summer building trades program or um, that we have, that the kids could be doing. Granted, it didn't happen this year because yeah. of COVID, but you know, hopefully next year we'll be back stronger than ever. Yes. But um, it's a great resource for students to get exposed to those different trades and find out what they have an interest in then they can move on to take the class. And by the time they graduate high school, maybe they, they, they see where they, the direction they want to go in those you know, 30 to 60 different trades that you're talking about. They get that exposure, that beginning experience so that they can move on with a purpose. And uh, I know this, this wasn't necessarily on, on the paper I sent you, Dana, but I, I wanted to get your opinion on this. Uh, you know, every year, we didn't have one this year because of COVID-19. Um, we've had the past two years, I want to say, Mike, we've had something yeah. called the CTE Signing Day. Uh, so yeah. just give us a, a little bit of your opinion on the Signing Day and how do you think that will help maybe uh, get kids maybe a little bit more excited about joining uh, the skills trade arena? I think that is the best practice out there. I mean, you have a mutual commitment between the employer and the students, and you're celebrating that. So I think that is a model program, and I hope that we can together grow that. And I just, I think it's a winning model. And so really, it is, it's, it's, a, it's a mutual commitment, and, and that gives uh, the employer cover to know that the student is going to show up that because half of it is just showing up for the job and that uh, you know they're committing over a period of time to that student to to provide them an income and benefits 
I mean, that, that program is phenomenal. All right. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. All right. Well, I'm not going to hold you much longer. Just got one more question I want to ask you. And just leave us with a little bit of advice for, you know, any of the students maybe that want to break into your industry. Just leave them with some words of advice and maybe some words of encouragement as well. Yeah, I know this seems so simplistic, but I would say just Google different businesses in the Richmond area. And when you find something that you really like, don't be afraid of just emailing the contact that's listed there with your resume and saying, hey, I'm enthusiastic about, you know, roofing or whatever it is and say, I'm willing to work. I'm going to show up to work because so much of it is just showing persistence. And these guys are so busy. They've got more work than they can handle. So, you know, they just not meaning to, but just don't pay as much attention to their office management as they should. Uh, But if you are consistent and persistent with putting yourself out there and saying, I'm going to be an excellent, you know, employee who's going to show up and do the job and I'm going to be passionate about it, that goes a very long way. Um, So just look at what is out there and don't be afraid to reach out because employers appreciate that the most. All right. Yep. Yep. Got to get out there and get it. Right, Mike? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I think that's some of the part of the, the essential skills that we're teaching our students, you know, the, um, and making sure that they understand what it means to, once they get the job, what's going to allow them to keep that job, to keep that and be able to excel in that career choice of theirs. We call it workplace um, readiness. You know, about, huh? <laughs> call it workplace ready. We call it workplace readiness around here in Henrico exactly, County. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, and those skills are, are about the coming into work every day and making sure that you're on time and that you're not on the cell phone, that you're doing the work. You know, those things are what a lot of uh, parents, I don't think, realize is that we're teaching those things. Yes. We're not just teaching you how to handle the hammer. We're teaching you the skills that will help you keep that job so you continue to learn and gain skills in that career. Yeah. You know, because if you're if you're on your phone instead of, you know, then you're not going to keep that job if you're on instead <laughs> of doing the work. Yeah, so, and I, I, I think that's something that our teachers do a good job in stressing to the students. I mean, there's like, it's, they actually have those um, uh, workplace readiness skills are something that is yes. part of their curriculum. Yes. It is taught. They are tested on. They yep. have to know these things. Yep. Yeah, if you don't show up for the job, you don't keep the job. And <laughs> I, I would say I, I failed to mention that through COVID, uh, you know, we've had to advance in the area of technology. So you've got some localities prefer to do this. Others are providing the option where you had in-person inspections um, and they're actually opting to do those virtually. So even by FaceTime. Okay. Um, so, and these are a lot of areas that are unfamiliar to some of the guys who have been, who have, are seasoned in doing it. Um, so th- that can be an asset if you're coming on the job and you understand the technology, you can help that employer out to be a little more savvy. And we see that as being something that is just going to um, you know, the, the way that we've been doing business, uh, they've seen some real efficiencies in how we can do things a little more technologically advanced now. So they're interested in doing it. They don't all know how to do it. That right. could be a great asset from a, from a uh, rising uh, senior to offer. Right, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Ms. Dana Marklin, for being on Henrico CTE now. We're going to turn you loose now, let you go. I told you I want to keep you on here for more than an hour, but thank you so much. 
Thank you. All right, guys. So I want to remind you guys before we close the show here, check us out on our social media at the handle Henrico CTE. Um, so check us out Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all those. Uh, stay up to date with us. Hit subscribe, like us, follow, whatever it is you need to do. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google, all of your major and minor podcast venues. Yep. So however you want to listen, wherever you want to listen, we have you covered all right that's it for us here for mike roberts for miss dana marklin i've been rashawn garnett we will see you all next time or you'll hear us next time i would say see you next time right mike i don't know why i do that (laughs) we will hear you guys well you'll hear from us next time until then so long everyone